What is good, everybody, man? Welcome back into the Blue Bloods as we continue our FCS player spotlight for the 2023 season. And I'm joined by one of the best tight ends coming back to the FCS next season. My guy, DJ Stevens from Jackson State, was a top 10 rated tight end. According to Hero Sports last week, is going to be a preseason all-swag selection. Earned second team all-swag honors last year. Led Jackson State at the tight end position in receiving yards and touchdown and is going to be one of the top NFL prospects out of the FCS at the tight end position, man. DJ, appreciate you hopping on the show. I am glad to be on here, man. Hey, man. Hey, it, it's been it's been definitely been a long time coming, man. We got to go back, though. I, w- I want to take a few steps back because you are from Ridgeland High School in Ridgeland, Mississippi, man. You're really the hometown kid just outside of Jackson. Was it always was it always a place that you wanted to play, or if not, what made Jackson State the place for you coming out of high school? Well, actually, um, you know, like you said, Ridgeland it's um down the street from Jackson, so it's twenty minutes north. So, growing up, my whole family went to Jackson State, so I just I've been going to the game since I was able to walk. So, it kind of was just like a tradition, just growing up. But I never. The funny thing is, I never thought I'd play football. Cause I played baseball my whole life. I played football. My, I started playing my junior year of high school. So when I, I had got an offer after my senior year, and then they told me I could play football and baseball at Jack State. So it kind of was just a, it just was like a dream come true for me. How tough was, I guess, the learning experience where you haven't played football, you jump in kind of late. How long did it really kind of catch you to get your feet underneath you and kind of adjust to, you know, developing your game at the tight end position in in, in just normal football, man, not even the collegiate level? Yeah, it was kind of tough at first. Um, in high school, it, kind of, it was tough, but it kind of was still, you know, at the competition level kind of made it not as tough to learn, learn the basics and stuff like that. But when I got to college, it was, I had to realize, like, everybody here is good, like, for real, for real. So I had to really lock in and practice, like, stuff in the off season. Even days where I'm off, I still had to go to the field and try to just find one thing that I can get better at. If it was footwork, running routes, just catching the ball, whatever I had to do to um, perfect my craft. I don't think people realize the fact that you were able to come into football late and earn first team all state honors in a state in the state of Mississippi where there's a lot of talent in in this state that gets overlooked. I mean, I was looking just I was covering recruiting the other day. I think you guys had like four or five players in the top 100 in like the class of 24 and 25. So that's just insane, man. So getting into your Jackson State career you had to go through a coaching change man a, a lot of the guys that everyone loves to to see now really kind of came post this coaching change but you played under coach Hendricks and you transitioned to coach Sanders what was that transition like for you personally in terms of dealing with the coaching change because we all know how hard it is on a player building relationships with one staff and then having to do it again with a new one what was that transition like for you well, the thing is that a lot of people don't know, Tony Hughes actually recruited me to Jackson State. So that was my first head coach. But he did get released midway through the season. That's when Coach Hendricks became the interim head coach. But um, Coach Hendricks, he was my guy. He was already on the staff, so he kind of we already had a good relationship. But it definitely was – I'm not going to say it was difficult, but it was definitely different 
changing from their first staff to when Coach Sanders came because they just ran stuff a lot different. And it was like no – we played – we had fun, of course, but it was like when it was time to work, it's time to work. So if you ain't if you ain't about your work, then they're going to find somebody to replace you. So that was the main thing, just having to be more consistent, having to be more serious. It was like kind of like being a pro. They They taught us how to be a pro, so – they definitely did, but you really got to see this program go kind of elevate to new heights. You saw it start out when you got there in 2018, and now you have two SWAT championship rings have been to the Celebration Bowl in back-to-back years. Being the hometown guy, being a guy in the locker room who has been around the program more so than anyone else there, what did it mean to you to win back-to-back SWAT championships at your home stadium, of course, too, because you guys got to host both those SWAT championships? Yes, sir. That first white championship, that still feel like a dream to me. That just I that's all I've been wanting to do since I signed the Jack State to win a swag championship. And them first couple of years, after them first couple of years, I'm like, man, might not give me one. Then Coach Sanders came, you know, turned the program around. That first one, it was just like, this really just happened. Like it's crazy. And that second one, it was like Everybody was like, yeah, they still got the player, but, like, can they do it again? So then – and then I was more involved in, like, the offense and stuff like that. So that one was special to me too. So, yeah, both of these swag championships meant a lot to me, but this third one going to mean the most. I love it. We're already putting up that third one. I talked to Jalen Hughes. He, he said the same thing. He was like, listen, we're getting another one. So yeah, we got you. you talked about your – I guess, increase in production this past season. This was really your breakout season, earning all SWAC honors, top 10 returning tight end for the 2023 season. What was different this year for DJ Stevens? Uh, I feel like I just went into the offseason with a different mindset, just like, like, hey, I don't have that many years left. Just got to show the coaches what I can do. I, mean, I knew I was capable and um, I just wanted to – any opportunity they gave me in the beginning, like in the summer workouts and fall camp and stuff, I just tried to make the most of it. And they slowly – I began I began to um, gain the trust from the coaches and Shador and the rest of my teammates. So they started looking for me sometimes to make a play. And just whenever they called my number, I just wanted to come through for my team. So you i think one of the things that that i think made your season so special is not just the numbers you put up but when your moments came they seem to always come in the most important that Campbell game the offense is kind of sputtering you generate a huge play the celebration bowl is back and forth i still like we did a film right now on the channel of that game that play design was so beautiful and i mean you were so wide open when you when you made your break, man, when you when you took off and saw that the safety went one way, the linebacker didn't pick you up. What was first going through your mind in that celebration ball when you saw how wide open you were? Just catch the ball. That's the only <laughs> thing. That's that's my number one priority. Every play, if it's a passing play, catching. Then after that, trying to get in the end zone. But we had been running that play for for at least four or five weeks. So I was, I was waiting on Coach to call. I looked over there, seen him signaling. I was like, man, here we go. <laughs> it, 
I don't think you could have drawn it up any better than that, man. But uh, when you made your announcement that you were coming back to Jackson State, I wasn't really surprised, man, just because you've been in the program so long. This was a program that I figured, you know, you wanted to play for. But talk me, you know, talk to me a little bit about what played into your decision to stay at Jackson State. I know a lot of people were excited because th th let's just be honest, there was a lot of guys who were looking for other opportunities or just exploring their options. What was it about the program that made you want to stay here for one last season? Just the family atmosphere, just even the stuff outside of football, campus life, the people at Jack State, the teachers, the administrators, just everybody there just feel like a big family. And just I've been here for four or five years, so I only got one season left, so I wouldn't even want to I wouldn't even want to waste my last season somewhere else trying to figure stuff out. I already I'm already at home, so it just was a, it was a no brainer for me. I, I love that answer. I think that I've seen a lot, I'll be honest, man, I've seen a lot of FCS guys, one year of eligibility left, give up a starting role to go somewhere and they don't figure it out. Or the coaches weren't 100% honest, man, and I hate that they lose those opportunities. So I love the decision, but Coach T.C. Taylor, I got to talk to him at the pro day. I was down in Jackson for that uh, Mississippi small school pro day and just talking to him, I understand why he was the guy because it was my first time ever meeting him in person and just talking to him, you feel the energy. So what is it like for you thus far? What is the energy around the program like under head coach T.C. Taylor? Well, it's electric. It's, it, didn't, it didn't drop off any when Coach Prime left. So he, he did a good job of just keeping things going, you know, keeping the train going. And me and T.C., we got a pretty good relationship. He was my position coach Um that 2021 season and that spring season two that year. And he also was on the staff with Coach Hendricks as the quarterback's coach. So me and him, Ben, have pretty good relationships. So this part about the best relationship I ever had with head coach. So, like, <laughs> it's just – it's really fun. And I can't wait. Can't wait to see what we do this season. Man, he, he is – every bit of the leader that everyone has talked him up to be, but your new offensive coordinator, Co coach Maurice Harris, let's be honest, going back throughout his career, his offense develop develops NFL tight ends. I mean, it is it for years now. So when you look at your game, how, how excited were you one when they made the hire and then two throughout spring, do you see yourself taking that next step in this offense at the tight end position? Yes, sir. Like you said, when they made the hire, I, I wasn't familiar with the name, so I had to look him up. But once I saw his resume, I was super excited. And um, like you said, just listening to what the information he's been giving me this spring and knowing what he can do for the tight end position in our group, just come in every day and just learning, learning tips and different tricks, stuff like that, just – trying to become a better player and move on to the next level, like you said, like the rest of the tight ends that he coached at Ole Miss and Liberty. You had a, you had the same quarterback for the past two seasons, Shador Sanders. He moves on to Colorado. What has it been like, and has it been difficult at all to build chemistry with all the new quarterbacks? You guys got a lot of talented quarterbacks in the room now, but what has it been like, and how have you guys established that chemistry, building that relationship off the field so far? Well, um, we still had Grayson Thompson return from last year. So, me and him, he's been playing with us since the spring of 21. So, me and him, Ben had a good chemistry as far as on the field and off the field. And we got three new quarterbacks 
Philip from um, JUCO, and then we got we got um, Jason Brown from Virginia Tech. I feel like I gained. I oh, this spring I got a lot of good reps with them two quarterbacks, and then actually the fourth quarterback we got. A lot of people don't know. Me and him went to high school together. We went to Risman, Zion McDonald. Yeah, he transferred from ULL, and me and him, we he that's who I had like my first first breakout season in high school with my senior year with him as my quarterback. So, and we've been going to the field and stuff together and Risman whenever we both at home. So, we already have a great relationship with each other. Yeah, I I did make that connection for some reason. I knew he was from Ridgeland, but for some reason I didn't put that together, man. So that's that that's going to be huge. I, I know you're excited for him to come in and compete for that job. But I want to get back to your to your game. When I want I want to take you back to 2018 when your first redshirt season at Jackson State. I want you to compare DJ Stevens in 2018 to the guy I'm talking to now, going into his senior season, going to be a first team all all preseason swag selection. What has been the biggest development in your game? Really just having to mature, having to actually sit down and watch film and knowing what I'm watching and knowing what I need to be looking for, knowing like how it's supposed to look. Coach Brewster did a good job of teaching me how to actually watch film like a pro. And now I just feel like I'm prepared, more prepared now than I was in 2018, just ready to go out here and just show what I can do and get an opportunity at the next level and lead my team to another swag championship and a celebration bowl victory. You've achieved all conference now. You're a two-time SWAT champion. You've been you've been to the Celebration Bowl. What are your personal goals going into your final season at Jackson State? Well, my first personal goal would be a Celebration Bowl victory no matter what, like just making sure that happens and going out the right way. And um, But, that yeah, that's for sure the top priority. And then, of course, SWAT championship. And then I'd probably say – 10, 10 receiving touchdowns and then just doing what I got to do in the in the run game as far as blocking in the box and on the perimeter. Just really just being another dominant player, having another dominant season. Man, I, 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 I got to ask this. I was going to save it till later, but it's a perfect point for this. What would it mean to you? As the hometown guy, to be the first, to be on the team to win the first Celebration Bowl in Jackson State history. I think that'll be the climax of my uh, career. Even if I do go to the to the next level, I think I don't think it, other than the Super Bowl, I don't think no moment will be better than that. Bringing my um, bringing the hometown, the first uh, Celebration Bowl victory. We've been trying. We went two years already, and then winning it this year, this. And Coach TC, first year, that'll just be special to the community and the school. Just show everybody, like, we can still do it. We still – everything's still finna keep rolling. So it'll mean a lot to me. I, I know the Jackson State fan base, which is one of the best in the FCS, would, would love to see that, man. But as we shift to the end of the interview, man, some quick hitters for you just for people to get to know you a bit better. You're welcome to college moment, man. When you just knew that this was different than high school, they that everyone had it, man. So what's your welcome to college moment? Uh, I think it was a special teams play, like my freshman year. Uh, well, I didn't play my redshirt freshman year, 2018, so it was 2019. I was running down on kickoff, and somebody kind of roughed me up a little bit. I was like, man, I was like, they really don't care out here. <laughs> it was a little different from high school. You know, high school, 
it when it's physical, I say is the co- collegiate level, but yeah, that definitely kind of woke me up. My first couple uh special team reps, my <laughs> my um red shirt freshman year. It's always special teams, man. I, I, that's yeah. where a lot of people's welcome to college. It's special teams yeah. or like one on one drills and like spring practice or something. So oh, yeah. I, I, I hear that, man. So the tight end position has evolved so much at the next level, man. And we just we see tight ends. Co- becoming more more athletic just more like a wide receiver every day in the nfl who is your nfl comp that you feel like your game models the most at the next level uh i try to say i try to watch george kittle and travis kelsey because i just feel like they're the two best tight ends and especially travis kelsey like with him and Mahomes and what they do with the chiefs i just feel like he take a lot of stress off the receivers too because like now you got a lot of people try to not pay attention to the tight end, or they think tight end not gonna go out and catch a route. And tight ends like that prove like that's something else you got to focus on the offense too. So it just makes it a lot hard on defense when you have a good tight end like that. So that's that's really who I try to model my game after those two I, tight ends. I listen. I'm a huge Travis Kelsey fan because I it, I watching his film and just watching the games for the Chiefs. It's like you know he's getting the football. Why are you – how is he so open? Like, you have to dedicate to – like, he gets open regardless of what covers they throw at him. And I, I just – he blows my mind every time I watch him. But trash talking, man. Listen, I'll be honest. Wide receivers, DBs on this show, they have a love-hate relationship with how much trash they talk together. Yeah. How much trash do you talk on Saturdays, man, in between those white lines? Uh, I would say, for me, most of the time, I just try to – get my team hype, do whatever I got to do to get them hype. But I really, I'm out there. I'm not going to say a lot. Unless some, now, if somebody does say something to me, then I'll get to talking back to them. But, you know, it's all fun and game. It just make the game a little better, make it a little, a little more fun out there. I, I agree. It, 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 I played O-line, and, man, when you got the same matchup all game, if you don't aren't talking, someone's getting beat. That, yeah. that's that's what that means so yeah. i gotta ask because i've had i had jalen on the show jalen hughes i've had isaiah bolden i've asked them all this and they've all given me the same answer so i gotta ask you who was the biggest trash talker on jackson state last season oh i don't know that one hard right there let me see i'm trying to think i'm trying to think what answer they might have gave you <laughs> they zay he up there zay bolden he said himself yeah I'm, <laughs> Zay Bolden, oh, he top, he top three for sure. But if it, if I go with somebody other than Zay, I'll pick somebody from the offense. The biggest trash talk on the offense last year might have been Shador. <laughs> oh, Shador used to talk a lot of trash out there, but we was backing it up, so it was all fun, fun and games. That that's when the trash talk is the best. Is when you're talking trash and they can't stop you anyway. That's the that's the best feeling. But yeah, Zay came on here and said that if anyone came on here and said he wasn't the biggest trash talker, to let them know because they were lying. Yeah, <laughs> they, they did talk a lot of trash even in practice, but that just made me go harder, made the rest of us go harder. So I used to appreciate it. Oh yeah. So man, you don't have to give away all your secrets. So I'm sure there's some swag DBs that would love to know some tips on how to slow you down. But what's the number one mistake a defensive back or linebacker can make against you one on one in coverage? Uh I just say not trying to be physical, just trying to like kind of shadow. Cause I'm I'm gonna try to be physical with you if you're not trying to be physical. 
And then, but I mean, even if you do try to be physical, I feel like that's when I start trying to finesse and try to make you miss stuff like that. So I just feel like with a tight end, it's always a mismatch, no matter who is on us. So yeah. it's just, it's really, I just feel like we always, if we do what we supposed to do, we always will be right. Unless we get double team, triple team. I haven't seen any of those yet. <laughs> They might be coming. If you start putting on big stats, it, it's always coming, man. So, yeah. hey, that's also a good thing. That shows that the, the defensive coordinator does not want to see you put up the stats, and they're going to try to force sure. it elsewhere. But you got to give some credit to the other side of the ball, man. Who Who is the best defensive player you've ever had to go one-on-one against? Uh, As far as practice, I would say at Jackson State, probably James Houston. Blocking him every day just mm. – and that's kind of when I was still learning a little bit. So, that was kind of tough just having to block him every day, inside run and practice, everything like that. But, I mean, not just – he was the best, but the whole D-line at Jackson State just – they really got me better because every day I had to come ready to work or you going to get embarrassed at practice. And as far as opponent, I don't really know – their names. I just remember the defensive ends from Campbell. I think oh, they're yeah. like number one and number nine. Bre- uh, they, Brevin, Brevin Allen and Josh Johnson. Yeah, so them, them two. They was that whole week just watching film and stuff. I was like, these, yeah. they some dogs for real. Like I got to really come to play this weekend. We had we had a good game, but they, it was definitely tough. I had to be locked in the whole game. Couldn't couldn't mess up none. They were gonna take advantage of any little slip up. I feel like. Oh, yeah, but hey, shout out to my guy, Brevin, man. I got to meet him at Big South uh, Media Day last year. Yeah, I got to watch them. I got to go attend their uh, – I was at their game against Central. Okay. And, man, they put, on a, they put on a show over there. So, I, I knew – but you guys you guys had a really, really good game plan. So if, I'm, if I remember right, I don't think Brevin had any sacks, and yeah, I don't, I don't think, think Josh did either. So, that was a heck of a game plan, man. But final question before I let you get out of here. What would it mean to you – to be the next Jackson State player to hear his name called in the NFL draft after this season? Uh, that would mean a lot. That's, that's all that's been on my mind lately after the season I just had last year. Just I'm just trying to every day, even in, like I said, in the offseason, I feel like that's where you get better. So I'm just trying to work on things that I need to improve on from last year. And just that's that's the goal. That's, that's another one of my personal goals, I guess I forgot to mention. Definitely one hear that that'll be something great to experience especially experience with my family they've been there with me since since i told them that i wanted to start playing football so that'll be something definitely fun to experience and hope i get to experience that one day it, it would it would also man just to put in perspective people listening it'd be the third consecutive year a jackson state player was selected but it would also probably mean more because you would be the first nine transfer to yes, be drafted sir. in those three years, man. You, you know, and James and Isaiah, I know they're going to go do huge things in the NFL, man, but it would just be even bigger. But, man, DJ, I appreciate you so much, man, for this interview. This was a heck of an interview, too, so I definitely appreciate that. But it's all about player promotion. It's going to be a big year for you. So let people know where they can follow you on social media, contact you for NIL, and any messages, anything you want to say to the people, this time is yours. Uh, you can contact me. Well, you can follow me on Instagram at Dwayne Stevens. Junior. That's D W A Y N E S T E V E N S 
Junior. And then Twitter, I think it's right there. It's at DJ Stevens with an extra S at the end. And um, you know, I'm open to any NIL deal, stuff like that. So you just get my DM, inbox me, whatever. I'm a cool guy. You know, I'll talk to anybody. And just I'm just excited for this season. I can't wait. Just ready to go out here and compete again. Oh man, I I, I can't wait. I know I'm gonna be at week zero for you guys. Um against South Carolina State in the Sweat Me Act Challenge, man. I'm looking forward. I'm hopefully going to get back to the Soul Bowl, man. I was down in Alcorn this year. That game, still, I tell people to this day, that was probably the most fun game and just ridiculous game I've ever been to in person. Oh, yeah. It was electric. Outside. It was cold. Oh, yeah. Outside, I was just going to say, outside the weather, everything else was. I love going down to Lorman and playing there. Yes, an underrated environment. I hate driving yeah. to Lorman. I'll throw that oh, yeah. out there. I, it, yeah. That drive not nothing nice. <laughs> no, definitely not. Man, man. not at nighttime. Oh man! I so just real quick, I, I had to go up there. I was covering the Stephen F. Austin Alcorn State game last mm-hmm. season, first week of the season. It was a four-hour rain delay. That game didn't end until like one a.m. Oh, yeah, so I had to drive from Mormon to Mobile, Alabama, at like two a.m. I left campus uh, at two a.m. Going through the woods, I like I made the joke. I was like, I didn't even turn the radio on because I didn't want to wake up anything in the woods. <laughs> I just needed to get on, get yeah. on the like civilization there. Yeah, you just gotta get like you said, just find your way back to the city from out there. Yeah, where you turn that radio on. <laughs> exactly, man. But hey, DJ, I appreciate you so much, man. Guys, make sure to go follow DJ on all social media. Going to be a huge season as he looks to help Lee Jack State to three consider third consecutive SWAC championship and back to the Celebration Bowl. But guys, for DJ, for myself, and for the Blue Bloods, man, we are out for right now. Mm-hmm.